What up, Whiskey Ginger fans? Welcome back to the show. If it's your first time joining the show, welcome to the show. If you're looking for more show, other than the show that you're already watching, you can go to our Patreon. Patreon.com slash Whiskey Ginger Podcast, baby. We got all sorts of cool stuff. That's where I do the solo Cheeto chats that we used to put up on this channel. Now they're going to be over there. Plus, I do Zooms with the top tier, and I'm going to start doing YouTube live Q&As with uh, the top two tiers. Go check it all out at Patreon.com slash Whiskey Ginger Podcast. If you're looking for merch... AndrewSantino.com has the link to the store, AndrewSantinoStore.com, and also at AndrewSantino.com. Oh, boy, baby. We got dates. Addison, which is outside of Dallas, uh, and also Salt Lake City. SLC Utah. If you're in one of those two places, come out and see ya boy. Go to AndrewSantino.com for tickets. Enough rambling from me. Let's go to the episode. In here, we pour whiskey, 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 whiskey. Creature in the ginger beard. Sturdy and ginger. Like vampires, the ginger gene is a curse. Gingers are beautiful. You owe me five dollars for the whiskey and seventy-five dollars for the horse. Gingers are oh, hell no. This whiskey is excellent. Ginger, I like gingers. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Whiskey Ginger. My guest today is one of my favorite people on earth. I say that for all my guests, but I mean it once again. Today it's Kalila Coon, baby. But no one gets my last name right. Coon. How long have you known me? Coon. That's a racist slur, you know. Coon. <laughs> coon. How do you say it? It's uh, coon. 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 Yeah, coon. I knew. But there coon are... looks cooler. Is it? Kalala coon. I'll change it to coon permanently coon. if that's what you want. Do it for me. Do it just for me. Um, look at this. I've got uh, the uh, the better half of the uh, Bobby Lee household in our studio, finally. The new star of... I was looking at your socks. Look at how cool your rainbow socks are. You like them? They're, they're really They're dope. actually kind of gross because they're Soul Cycle socks. What do you mean? You work out in them and then you put them in your regular shoes? Well, no. It means I go to Soul Cycle, which makes me a disgusting, bougie LA bitch. Why? No, that's that's totally normal. Um, Just because I could go to, you know... More grassroots community bike rides, Ugh, but why? I go for the expensive one where they, where they, you know, um, give you fancy shampoo. Soul cycles where they yell at you, right? No. What's the one where they're like? That's, that's berries. That's I go to that too. Berries. You go to that one. I what, go to that where, one. Where, no, but Soul Cycle is, um, it's classes with really hot instructors who are really angry. They're not angry. They're intense. The you push hard. We're but, dominating oh. this hill. Yeah, that, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Do you have a Peloton? No. You know why? I did it. You know what? This is funny. I did it in a hotel. Um, in I was with Rogan somewhere, and, and and you know he gets these nice fancy hotels, and downstairs they had like four of them. And I was working out, and I was like, maybe I'll just try. I've never tried it, so I just tried it two years ago, and I loved the workout, but I hated how it made my taint feel. Well, the taint it feeling so much. It, on that, my that's gooch. for any. So what do you do? What do uh, women do then? That doesn't. Well, no, hurt? you just kind of grow a callus there, and after your fifth ride, <laughs> I swear to you, it's better. <laughs> you have a callus. I have a calloused fucking vagina. So wait, it all gets it, it all gets like just banged up enough when it, it just my doesn't matter. My shit is like three day old French bread. That's how hard it is. <laughs> you have a baguette. This is a just baguette. a baguette. It hurt me so much, and I'm not even... And also, then I said to the guy at the front desk, he was like, um, I had asked something about the gym hours, and I was like, yeah, and I, and I tried that Peloton, and then he was like, oh, did you enjoy it? Because mm -hmm. they put in the full... They have the screens um, where you can do the yoga, too. You know, it's yeah. got, like, the whole... Mm -hmm. And he was like, yeah, did you enjoy it? We just put that in the hotel, and I was like, yeah, it was kind of cool. Uh, it hurt a lot. He's like, yeah, we don't have the upgraded seats, and I was like... 
This is like a four seasons. Why the fuck didn't you get the upgraded seats? You um, can't afford it? On what? top of that, um, if they don't have the upgraded seats, they you can use, you can bring something to class, like kind of like a little cushion. A pad. Yeah, a ball pad. Do But do people look down on you? Or are they like, oh, look at she brought, well, she brought her tank protector? Well, it looks like you do look like a beginner because um, advanced riders should not have that much feeling. In that area, right? <laughs> so if you're an OG, you've got the baguette taint. Yeah, I have but a, if you're yeah. a newbie, I've got a croissant taint. Yeah, I'm soft, soft and buttery. It's soft and buttery uh-huh. down there. It really did hurt. I got it so bruised and it got red, and I was like, the workout was incredible. Yeah. So I did love that, but I don't know. I just I'm afraid to go do that in a class because I did a class thing once. Me and the old bag did Orange Theory. Orange Theory, yeah, with a with a. It um, was cool with machine. the roll machine, but the problem was. People were cheating. Like up on the, you know, you can see the, everybody's numbers. Why are you looking at other people? Because it's a competition. I know, but it's like. They put that up there for a reason. They want you to try to beat people. You know, that's one of the reasons why I do Soul Cycle and not other cycling classes because of the competition. I cannot compete. If I compete, not only will I start to rage out halfway through because yeah. I know I'm working harder than people, but my numbers are just not like reflecting. That's what I mean, it. but because they're cheating. I see what people are doing. Like I see when people bail on the, um, uh, like, you have to do row for a certain amount of meters, right? If, if it's like, I don't know, 600 meters or whatever. Yeah. I know they're not doing it. Yeah. Because I'll be stronger or more athletic than some people that are doing mm-hmm. it. And they get off earlier. And I'm like, that guy didn't fucking... I got on bef- before him and he got on. He got off before me. Impossible. So I know they're cheating. And then they go to the treadmill and they don't put it at the right speeds. I didn't like that people were... So they were getting the splats and you weren't. Yes. Is I didn't like that. It bothered me. I wanted to get the rewards for doing the whole workout. And then also when I see people like, uh, I just don't, you know, that's maybe it's just classes. I don't like classes. If it's Uh one-on-one, like of just a personal trainer, cool. I can't do like seven other random people in there. I don't, mm mm-mm. This is going to sound so corny, but I do like working out in the dark or in the red room with like really loud music and um, feeling feeling like I'm at least stronger than at least three people in the room. Yeah, you want to be t- that's not that's that's exact everyone in there. And I like being yelled at. You do. I I do. That's the Is kind of Is that why of, you're with Bobby for this long? Um No, he doesn't yell. He doesn't he yell doesn't. at you. He doesn't. He's a love bug. Yeah, you yell at him though, don't you? I don't. I you speak sh- to him should. in a stern manner. <laughs> like a mom. <laughs> I'm his mommy. Bobby, why is that there? Uh-huh. I do the same thing. I'm his dad, but I'm his um I'm a much more abusive father to him than you are a you're a stern mother who has logic. Mine is just anger. So it just comes out as an abusive alcoholic father. I always know when you're on the phone with him. Yeah. I know he's talking to you. Why? Because you know. he, the There's always just an undertone of someone's about to snap. <laughs> Either Santino is or you are, but I got I got to get the fuck out of here. That's why it that's why the currency works. It's the we are yin and yang. Who's yin and who's yang? I don't know. We'll figure it out. Um Let's let me let me say this by the way. Bloodbath, congratulations. Thank you. New the new pod with uh Lil Esther Pavitsk uh and Annie Lederman. I've always said Letterman. It's Letterman. No, I think it's Lederman. Well, I think with that the correct way, like my my cousin lives in Germany. She's like, it's Lederman. 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 Lederman, which sounds Jewish, but she's not Jewish. No, she's not because her, I think one of her parents is adopted. I think her dad was. Right, which is, she's a fake, she's one of the fake J's. She's got some great jokes about. About being Jewish? The, our beloved Jewish community, though. Yeah, and Esther is Jewish. Yes. Um, which, you know, 
You know how I feel about that. What if I want him as crazy anti-Semitic? Um, no, but they're great. I, I love both of them. I've known them for a long time as well. I think it's a great... I was just... Uh, honestly, I don't want to spend all this time like chatting about your show because um, we have so many things to talk about. But it's great because you guys are nothing none of you're nothing alike no all three of you are nothing alike we could not be any more different Andy and i do have a sort of like some parallels in her life because she was just um like me just raped and abused she was abused yeah she's got the abuse thing esther on the other hand polar opposite polar opposite. coddled she's our little baby princess she is she's our baby princess and um it really is it couldn't be a more um imperfect match it is good it's a good and it's a good show you guys are really good together so i just want to give you some props Thank on that because i think it's really good and it's going to keep taking off you guys are only on th- three no three right, ups. Third, yeah third yeah this week. oh it's going to keep going it's going to because it the rhythm is good and also boy oh boy uh not to give pd any credit but uh if he did help make everything look so it looks the the sh- it just looks nice you know? Thanks. PD didn't help us at all, as you can tell. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's why. Who, chose, who that's, chose the the fish wallpaper? Because I was uh, I'm on board with that. Okay, first of all, the fi- the uh, let me tell you the fish wall. I just want to turn this off so this isn't the fish wallpaper. Here's what really happened. The reason that we did that on Bad Friends was because um, uh, we were uh, th- there was nothing on those walls, and like we had, I I told him just to paint it whatever color, and then then he then. He put it up was like a light purple before that. It was. And then he yeah. put up like a different design. And then we were like, well, the fans were joking about it, making fun of how terrible it was. And it was. We lo- we I didn't care. I was like, I don't know, I don't know what to do. And they hated it so much I thought, well, how can I make how can I like troll them back mm-hmm. and make it look as childish as their as like the commentary? Like it's just me and that idiot being idiots. It's like it looks like a 12-year-old's room. So in my head, I was like, how can I make it look like a kid's place? Yeah. And it and that's what it was. It was like fish wallpaper. That looks like it would be in... that To me, it was like a 10-year-old would want that in his bathroom. I wish Bobby would flex more with his real talents because he yeah. has such a talent for interior design. He doesn't, he doesn't want to. And I know. What a missed opportunity. I tell um, him, I said, let's, let's make something beautiful together. Like, let's tell me what's going to... You know, like how you want it to feel and look. Doesn't care. He has such great, great, weird taste. Yeah. Very weird. Yeah. But um, he could have made it like a next level playroom. If I told him. But, but. If also, we get the new studio, I'll, I'm going to make, I'm going to force him to, to fill it out. Do you know like what a great musician he is too? Trust me. La- uh, Laxton su- su- Supreme. What is Superb. it? Superb. <laughs> One of my favorite bands of all time. Do you no, know that they're reuniting? He told me that, but I, but to what? Just to do one show? I mean, maybe. Imagine it just sells out the will turn. Right. That'd be how funny. They're at the Staples Center in June. We're like, wait, what happened? It's Laxton Superb. Adam Levine's opening up for them. <laughs> a bunch of L.A. locals. No, I I know he is very talented. Honestly, uh, when we when he made that Daddy Why You Die song that we did on the show, even that like little somber, like super beta version of the of the beat that he made in his car yeah. while smoking, it, even that was good. Trust me, I know... I know that stuff. I just, he needs you to poke him to do it. Oh, I poked him. He made our music for Bloodbath. I know the music is good. Yeah, because it's Mr. Bobby Lee. Yeah. Oh, well. He's like, what do you want? What do you want? And I'm like, give me three versions. He gave me three versions, and all of them were good. And why did you pick that one? Just the vibe we wanted. Something was something something psychedelic. Yeah. Yeah. The girls liked it. 
Well, how long do you think before you guys on Bloodbath will get into like an actual like a gripe? What gripe about? I don't know. With like each how other? long before you guys actually start to butt heads a little bit? Oh, what do you mean? We've butt heads from the beginning. You know what I mean though. No, like when literally. When it becomes a thing where you're like what how long before one of you well, hates each other? This is why I'm here. You know I'm this is why I'm the third person in Bloodbath. Yeah. I'm neutral Nancy. I am a referee yeah, of you that play friendship. The, you play the you play the you play right on the line. But yeah, you, because I, I know Esther and Annie, mm-hmm. they are so contentious and they love each other so much, but they hate each other so much. But they could there aren't there aren't two people on this earth more suited for one another. Yeah. They're soulmates. Yeah. They just, you know, sometimes soulmates can't get it right. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm there for it. Yeah. You know, and I'm a little like kind of like the cushion they need. You're the good bounce. Well, you're a good, you're like, you under, you understand how to but be. How the... long? How, but what about you and Bobby? Have you guys hit that mark yet? Of, um... Oh, yeah. <laughs> but I think we need to hit it sooner than later. So yeah. you just get over it. Yeah, you do. Yeah. And then it just becomes a little bit easier. Do then you get your feelings hurt like legitimately? Do you cry about it when you, you guys fight? No, uh, no, but I get like, um, it keeps me up. Cause he can he can dig deep sometimes. It'll just keep me up at night. It'll yeah. like it'll be like writhing in my head when we get into like when we get into stuff that I'm like. But that's the thing that no one knows about. I think in our world and what we do is like, yeah, we're creating content for people, and this is all in good fun. And but also like we invest so much into these things emotionally and mentally, and I think mm-hmm. people really have no idea about that. Like you guys have been doing Belly for five or yeah six six, six years yeah. So like people kind of think it's like. Yeah, you love it. It's your family, literally, and also mm-hmm. metaphorically with PD and and yeah. and um, and Gilbert. But it's like there's so much mental exercise that goes into that balancing personalities and relationships and stuff. In the same way, somebody said to me about Dave. They were like, "Do you get along with everybody on the show?" And I was like, "Yeah, as much as you can." Show me a time when you can get together with 75 people that you don't really know and spend every day with them and tell me you would get along with all them. That's impossible. It's impossible. But you just have to promise to be, to yourself, to be a professional. Show up, do your job. Yeah, do your job. Don't jump into your feelings. You know, don't don't lead with your feelings. Just do the fucking job. Get out of there. And, you know, honestly, I know that most, most people that work together eventually hit an impasse. Yeah. In a difficult stage. I will say that that has not happened in the six years with Tiger Belly. I couldn't feel more blessed to have George and Gilbert. Um, we do, if there is if there is some shit that goes down, it's usually Bobby and I. Yeah. And then we have to take a pause. I have to go upstairs, eat a banana, come back down, <laughs> simmer down. Go up, eat a banana. I do. I need, yeah, to, I need, need my space. banana breaks. And then I go up and then I'm like, all right, we friends again. Should we, you know... Do, should we start up again tomorrow or should we finish it now? And, but that's just... Do you feel like, do you feel like, um, do you feel like your love has either gotten stronger or it's been, or it's stayed the same since you've done the show with him? Um, how deep are we going here? We, as deep as you want. Um, we can also talk about something light like the uh, Woody Allen doc. <laughs> God, very light. <laughs> light reading. Yeah, light reading. Um, you know, it's it's funny. I, I I was really thinking about this today, actually on my ride over here. And um, Bobby and I are in such a stable place. Yeah. We feel so sure about the other. But have you ever read um, Mating in Captivity? No. I'm not. I can't. I'm not a, I'm are you not not a reader. S- I'm not smart. You, I'm, you, I'm, you talk like you're a reader. I read. OK, how about this? I read a lot. I read a lot. I consume a lot of written content. Uh-huh. But sitting down and just reading a book front to back is very hard for me mm. because of my OCD. 
Like I, 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 my, my what ADD. about reading triggers your OCD? My OCD and my ADD is like I just want to. I think I should be doing other things, and then in the middle of reading, I'll get in uh, a my, new thought that my, interrupts the sentence. Too many. I'll just <laughs> here, and then it'll be a tree branch. Like I, this is how I just the way I talk is the way I read. Where I'll just be here, 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 here. I'll just see all these bright lights pop up, and then I continue to just go somewhere else. Honestly, it's so hard. My neighbor gave me a book called That Swim Two Birds, and I tried to read it, and it's also extremely difficult literature. Like, it's very, very deep. Yeah, fuck all that. See, People are like, hard. oh, this, this is, you got to read this book. It's so good. I'm like, look, if it doesn't capture me within the first two pages, I'm out. I don't yeah. care. I'm sure it, it won a Nobel Peace Prize, yeah. and I give, you know, wonderful. It's Props. just not for me. Right. Okay, so tell me the book that you're reading. I'm not reading the book. Okay. I have read excerpts from the book, uh. but I, you know, sometimes for, for two people like Bobby and I, who've just had such a weird upbringing yeah. of like a lot of chaos, a lot of Trauma. high intensity, we like to operate. We think the up here is the excitement. Uh. You know, the boredom is where the healing happens, right? Yep. But the excitement is our baseline. We, we are just used to the chaos of life and the kind of like you know, the instability, right? Yeah. So what happens is when two very unstable, chaotic, chaos-loving people come together, yeah. eight years down the road, we are now stable and we feel sure and we feel like our two feet are on the ground right. and the love has been proven. Sometimes the eroticism goes away. Sure. Like we're used to, when we first met, we couldn't, get our hands off each other because it was like, oh, that person is like dynamite in, in a human body. Like, that's what I want to do. Yeah. Like, that's what I want to play with, right? Right. And then we just, him and I just have gotten so healthy over the last eight years. We're both in therapy. We've worked out our demons. And now I look at him, we look at each other and we're like, like that desire, we don't want to like rip each other's clothes off anymore. So we're yeah. kind of at that impasse where we're like, why does feeling healthy like, we're the healthiest we've ever been, but we're the least horny we've ever been. Dude, that's so interesting you say that. I thought about this the other day about how a friend of mine was describing his ex, and he was like, we fought constantly, but the sex was the best I've ever had in my entire <laughs> life. And I was like, I was thinking about it like, yeah, you know, like, if you're fighting a lot and you're having makeup sex or just there's a lot of passion, that tends to lead itself towards, you know, the other side of it intense moments of love so it's this roller coaster but when you're at this place of like kind of you know ohm or whatever of of like happiness with each other you're right though there is that's tough to like reinvigorate that yeah, but i think i know that there's a way there sure and i know that there's a way to have to like kind of spark up that like that that energy that you need to yeah. feel like sexual towards yeah. someone but because I'm broken and he's broken, yeah. we don't have those like adult those tools that regular adults have. Right. So we're trying to sort of like find that balance of like, you know, being actualized adults, but still being actualized horny adults. Cause yeah. I'm telling you, like, since I've been in therapy, my libido couldn't be lower. What what you th there's like and when you say like when you say like not horny anymore, are you like is it like it doesn't even cross your mind during the day or when there is a sexual moment, it's just you're not as ready to get the engine going? Yeah. Sometimes if I even if I feel like a little bit of a spark, I'm like, I don't have the energy. Don't want to go there. 
I'd rather sit here and fucking pick my boogers, to be honest. You just you know check I mean? out. Do you do you say that to him? Are you like, hey, man, I, this isn't. Oh no, I don't say to... that to him. We just like, I don't know. I it's so funny because sometimes we're like, should we just try? Should we just you know Give take our yeah take our clothes off and like hold each other? <laughs> Find it that way. <laughs> so I'm not I'm not saying we're in a sexless like relationship, but you know what I mean. It's just different. Yeah, it's different. And and I think I hate when when couples have been together so long and you don't hear everything just seems so peachy. And I'm like, wait, do they go through this or is it just him and I? Of course they, of course they do. This is so common that it's unreal. I mean, it's like, but no one wants to talk about it because like when you're young. All you're doing is having sex all yeah. the time. And it's like, it's so easy to get engaged with somebody in a relationship, whether you're like in and out dating. And then as you get older as a person and in the relationships, it's just people don't talk about how like your life changes so much. Yeah. Right? My fear is also the alternative, by the way, what? which is to be with someone who just wants to release every day and treat me like a receptacle. <laughs> yeah, and then yeah, now bad. I have to kind of just like sit there and take it. Yeah. Um, because I have been in a relationship like that where like he'll rip the pillowcase if like sex is not on the table every night. Really? Yeah. You don't. That's crazy. That's that. I every girl I've been with has has been with at least two guys like that. That are just like, if I'm not getting it, I'm losing my mind. Yeah. Like they are just, you know, they're gonna, they have to empty their ball sack <laughs> every night. Why can't you just be like, go jerk off? I know. I would have just been like, go jerk off. I'm not in your mood. I'm not in the mood. I might be tomorrow, but go jerk off now. I don't want it right now. Yeah, because I feel like the more anyone wants it, the less I'll want it. <laughs> just please get away from me. <laughs> the more they want you, the less you want them. Maybe. Or just in that relationship that I was in. I was yeah. like, please, like, just get away from me. This sounds abusive. Maybe it was, but I was really young, so all my I'm sure every single relationship It was abusive. Was, of course. I know at some degree that was like uh when somebody said that they got out of something for, you know, somebody famous for emo- you know, the ex said it was emotionally abusive. I was like, every relationship is emotionally abusive. Not physically, yeah. but every relationship is emotionally abusive. We didn't every know what past relationship yeah. specifically. That's why Who you're the not fuck in knows it. what they're doing? Like right. you know, when you're when you're when your feelings take over you and you're a young twenty one year old, like you're a fucking mess. You don't know what to do with that. And you say the meanest shit. In here, we pour whisk. You know what time it is, whisk ginge fans. Time to get a new watch. A lot of times people uh, are like, I don't want to buy a watch. It's too expensive. Yeah, you don't got to get a Roly or an Audemars Puyer. Don't have to get a Hublot walking around town. You can also get yourself a nice high-quality watch without that super high-end price. A well-balanced, fair price from Vincero Watches. I don't know if that's how you say it. Uh, if they say it that way, but I like to say Vincero. Vincero watches. Vincero watches. Uh, they're awesome. So many cool styles to choose from. I chose the brown leather band with the green face, the green face. I think it's a cool little, uh, they're understated. Uh, they're simple, but they're also very elegant, sexy, classy, cool. They're really nice watches, man. If you've never seen them, you should very much check them out. Uh, they got uh, bracelets, uh, wallets, sunglasses, all sorts of stuff for men and for women. Doesn't matter your gender, okay? Just go to Vincero and check out what they've got. Uh, they're offering five-year warranty and a one-year return policy. Stress-free shopping, fair, honest prices. This is great stuff over there. I really do recommend it. Um, you should check it out. Don't overpay for a watch that looks cheap and disappointing, dude. Go to VinceroWatches.com slash WhiskeyGinger. That's VinceroWatches.com slash WhiskeyGinger. Get access uh, to the sale that's going on right now. 
uh, go to our link and the discount will be auto applied at checkout. This is a buy you won't regret. It'll look good on your wrist. That's vincerowatches.com slash whiskey ginger. Fellas, you, uh, you out there looking to smell better? You should. Everyone's sick of you stanking up the place, okay? Just because you've been sitting at home during the pandy, during the, uh, the Ronas, uh, not showering as much as you should be, doesn't mean you shouldn't be taking care of yourself when you finally start leaving the house safely, dude. Get your pits stinking good. I know mine's be stanking sometimes. And Duke Cannon has sent me some delicious smells. I got to tell you, they sent me this uh, dry ice cooling antiperspirant. It's got menthol and eucalyptus. Smooth, sexy, clean. It's a great smell. I don't like overbearing smells coming out of somebody's pits. It's annoying. If if your deodorant mixes poorly with your cologne or whatever you're putting on your body, grosses me out. I don't want to smell nine things. Give me something small and simple, and that's what Duke Cannon is delivering. They got that dry ice cooling antiperspirant with menthol and eucalyptus, peppermint, and musk is the other one. Woo, 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 if you look at me to be a fancy guy. Both well-priced at 12 bucks a pop, which is uh, pretty reasonable for long-lasting, good-smelling deodorizers, man. Uh, enjoy this American-made product. That's what I like to hear, baby, in the U.S. All right. Uh, get yourself smelling clean and fresh and you're feeling good, you're looking good. Uh, if your uh, internal thermostat feels like it's perpetually set to sauna, pick up a stick of Duke Cannon dry ice cooling antiperspirant. Feels refreshing as jumping into a naked fridge. A naked fridge? A naked frigid lake, Andrew. I can't read. Without the risk of frostbite to your undercarriage. Ayo! Go to DukeCannon.com and use promo code WHISKEY for 10% off your next order. Plus, get free shipping with orders over 20 bucks. Curated collection of Duke Cannon products are also available at select Target stores. Go over to DukeCannon.com, promo code WHISKEY for 10% off. You're going to smell good. Ginger. I like gingers. If Bobby left you for a guy... Oh, my God. How would you feel? Um, I'd be... I'd If he leaves me for a fucking... Hippopotamus, man, woman, fuck it. It doesn't matter. If he leaves right. me, I would be shattered. 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 Shattered beyond repair. But if it was a guy, would it surprise you or would it or would you be like, I guess that's where he's going now? I can give two shits. I mean, the fact that he sucked as many dicks as he have has yeah. never turned me off. If yeah. anything, it kind of makes him like Fun? I don't know. I just like how he's so weird. Yeah, he's so Because I don't even think that his, you know, I don't think that he's necessarily attracted to men, but he he's willing to try it all. Yeah. And I really like that. You do. It's so fucking weird and like kinky. <laughs> it's the weirdest. It is so weird, but also I guess it just is proof that like some people have, are just born with the freedom of sexual thought and some people aren't. Like he just is. Obviously, it was well, affected. Well, he didn't by have him. a lot of choice. Well, yeah, some of it, right? But I mean, like, some of it is also his his freedom of. I think his carelessness and his like adventure probably gets him into all those things anyway. So maybe part of it is innate, and it just brings it out of him. Yeah. You know, like maybe it's the deep in there somewhere. We talked about it on the show last week. Oh, if it, he was bi or not? Well, yeah, it started off as a joke because Rudy said, you know, had made the joke. But I think she's keen. I think she feels something. And she, he the, just, the, she feels that he's yeah he <laughs> she's keen dude she's got that like i mean you know it's like she's really in, um she's really intuitive she's really really smart with people she's low-key yeah she's low-key probably a fucking genius yeah that's what i mean she's super intuitive she, she's super in touch she feels things a lot you can tell she like really like understands it from an emotional level which is 
super hard for when you're super young because when you're young everything is a fucking nightmare Mm -hmm. and everyone's an asshole and no one makes sense and older and adults are dicks and they treat you like you're a idiot and you don't know anything and then you know it's like all those things coming at you it's hard to be in touch at all you know like it's hard to even feel someone there's kids in my neighborhood who are probably around that age like 16 to 18 Mm -hmm. and they smoke and skateboard (laughs) in the street and like I one day was like coming home late from a shoot and I was tired and I was staring at one of them. He was kind of giving me like a fuck you eye and I just kept driving, but I soaked him in for a couple of seconds and I was like, I want, I know what he's feeling. It's like all this angst for no reason. And you want to just tell him, get out and be like, Hey, it's, you're, it's going to be okay. Like it's going to take a ton of time. I know you hate Mark, your stepdad, you know what I mean? And your mom is a bitch. It's like, I get what they're feeling, but you want to be like, it's going to be okay. You don't need all this. The world gives so much pressure to them already with technology too. I just can, it just see, it just seems like that generation is more confused than we were. But that's, I always drive that point home with Jules. Yeah. It's like, it's not that serious right no, now. It's all bullshit. of this. Cause she's like, Oh, you know, like I hear everyone in school talking about their AP classes and the Ivy league schools. I'm like, it doesn't, fucking matter and None i told her even when you get to college i tell her right now she's a straight a student yeah but i'm like i don't really give a shit get get your degree get into university go to community college i don't give a shit all i care about is that all i'm paying money for yeah is that you walk out of there knowing something right. that you're learning something that you i don't even care if you take notes and you fail a test if you come walk out of there and you're like hey i learned this 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 and this I'm really interested in it. I just kind of think that's bullshit busy work. Yeah. And be like, okay. It is bullshit maybe. busy work. It is. And it's, college is bullshit busy work. It's, uh, but it's even, but uh, college is, is pretentious bullshit busy work. They make you feel like it's, this is, uh, it's, it's more notable to learn this stuff because you're now getting taught by someone who is a doctor of this stuff. Mm-hmm. But I never really bought on that. I didn't like, no offense to people with their PhD, but like, when you say doctor, I'm like, I need you to be a doctor. Yeah. It's weird for me to be like, I'm a doctor of English. You're like, God, the fuck? You can't <laughs> save someone with English. Stop. I, uh, no one's going to have a heart attack. You'd be like, is there an English professor? Named-? I don't like that idea. You can be like, they should just call it a genius of English or like an expert of English. But I never liked the pretentiousness of like in college, the way I was treated by some of those professors. Like I was so, so, they were so above me and they're blessing me with their brain. Then you meet some of these people when you get older and you're like, you're as dumb <laughs> yeah. as me. What do you, you're not that, you're, yeah. you're just, you just learn more about one thing. And yeah, you regurgitate the same thing to 400 students every semester. So yeah. it's like ingrained in your brain. You yeah, know? you're just repeating bullshit that you've already heard before. I do love teachers though. I like youthful teachers. See, my for my money, give me the youth, teaching the youth. Like the most, the highest paid people shouldn't be professors. They should be kindergarten elementary first through you know like the k through fives yeah because they're molding kids and they're really having to like what they're really doing is they're like high-end babysitters you know you're like having to teach and watch and care for kids by the time they hit junior high you just have to see if any of them are going to be total fuck-ups or not yeah but like i think the teachers that get paid the most should be on the youngest scale Mm -hmm. which is the irony they get paid the least and the college professors are making you know, 150 a clip, and you're like, what? He has his aide do all of his fucking work. <laughs> Meanwhile, the first grade teacher has, like, shit on her pants from a little kid, breaking some, you know, one's having a fucking panic. It's like, how do you manage all those kids? 
you're not, it's not like you're divulging a, a, a ton of information to them, but like, that's the most impressionable years when you're that young. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember my, do you remember your, like, I remember some of my young teachers, like my young years of K through fives. Mm-hmm. I couldn't tell you jun- some of my junior high teachers or high school teachers. I remember almost none of them. Name your first to fifth grade. Uh, okay. Mrs. Rhodes. This is crazy. Rhodes, R-H-O-D-E-S. Mm-hmm. And then Mrs. Rose, R-O-S-E. Mm-hmm. Spoken about both of them. One of them is gone. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. Um, who actually said to my mom, Mrs. Rose said to my mom, uh, <laughs> she was for parent-teacher conferences, she was like, is your son on medication? Oh. My mom was like, no. And she goes, he could use it. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was a total, I was such a distraction. I, I was like, I, I was at, I just couldn't stop. I couldn't stop in class. It's the reason that I am. Bobby was the same way. Yeah. It's like always doing whatever it is. You're, I was like, I couldn't just like, zone into a thing i had to just yeah it was just way more fun to just be like talking to someone about anything else mr miller who uh who i who did the iditarod race with dogs in alaska how cool is that what is that the iditarod yeah he would go to alaska every year and race in the iditarod with sled dogs oh with sled dogs like um balto and togo exactly he my teacher (sighs) did that and he had a huge beard and long cool hair he was so cool, and he was like a—he was just such a burly dude. But like all those people, like left singed into my brain. Mm. But I'm dead serious. Junior high, I can't tell you a name. I'm—that's gross as that is. Do you remember your your young teachers oh, or no? Yeah, my young teachers. But none First of the older grade, ones. Vilma Laranas. Second, Ma- Mrs. Makaraya. Third, mm. Mrs. Duran. Third, fifth grade, Mrs. Tan. Sixth grade, Mrs. Klimico. I remember all of them. I still, I'm all, I'm Facebook friends with all of them. You are? Mm-hmm. You're such a good kid. I swear. But I, you I were was a good a, kid. I was a class president from first to sixth grade. I was also the top of my class. I was never not the top of my class. Dork. I was a <laughs> you were the top of your class? Always, yeah. Wow. I was supposed to be the prized um, kid out of the islands, and look where I ended up. Life is good. I mean... Can you imagine, though? They're like, whatever happened to her? They're like, she has a popular podcast called Bloodbath. Oh, all my friends from back home look down, look down on me. They're like, oh, look what she does, a YouTuber. <laughs> really, <laughs> though? Embarrassing. Yeah, but can you imagine, though, like the success level that you've had? If you saw all of the kids that I grew up with, their, uh, this, their success level is... What are they, all Mensa members that work at fucking... Basically, yeah. yeah they're they're all, all either like... NASA engineers? Yeah, they, they have their world-famous like furniture designers, their doctors, their anesthesiologists, their, all of them, except for me. Yeah, but... And I was class, this is president, more fun. class president. But this is more fun. This is more fun? What would you do if this wasn't your life? A doctor. But okay, yeah, but a you real wor- doctor. But you worked in the medical field. Um, yeah, I did, and it turns out I I fucking hate it. <laughs> <laughs> so see, it's like, but that's why my point is like, I couldn't what, even put gloves on. What would you do if that was out the window? I, you know, if I were to go back to school right now, I would get, I would. I know they're not to you; they're not real doctors, but I would probably get my doctorate in something along the lines of like either like sex science or sleep uh, science sleep science i'm obsessed with dreams rem cycle you are different stages of sleep i'm obsessed with sleep science no i don't mind you getting a doctorate in that i just can't call you doctor that's my point right i wouldn't i wouldn't require imagine oh, people do i know but i 
I, they get called. Uh, they, they would absolutely be like Dr. Willis. It's like no. What is he a doctor? No, I think that's good. Sleep science is great. I think that'd be that would be cool to do research on that all the time. You'd be contributing to society in that regard. Yeah. You know, yeah. study me. I have horrific dreams all the time. What like do you do you have a um, um, night terrors? No, they're just like some nights I'll have just like uh, not nightmares. They're just intense and super confusing. Do you always remember them? A lot of times I do. Do your feelings carry on throughout the whole day, or do you forget them? Pretty. Ra- I mean. In, in the, when I first wake up, mm-hmm. I, they do. And sometimes they're intense. And I'll have to, like, shower or go outside and drink coffee to, like, escape. Have my... you ever fallen in love with someone else in your dream and wake up feeling, like, reeling from that and thinking, like, I'm going to leave my whole life, pack my little whore bag, and go meet that person? <laughs> no, is that That's real? how obsessed I am with dreams because my dreams are so vivid. And like I lucid that? dream. Like, have you left Bobby in your dream? For I someone? lucid dream. So, yes, I've, I've done everything. The reason I've never cheated on Bobby... Because you cheat in your dreams. I do it all in my dreams. <laughs> Everybody, everything at my choosing with no regrets. Wait a minute. But is, it, is, it, is, it, is this a constant thing or is this come and go? Like because is- I can lucid dream, meaning I can control. In my dream, I can tell myself this is a dream. And so I don't go in feeling any type of way. So I can just kind of walk into any single door I what? want. I've kind of fallen off a little bit. I don't lucid dream as much lately, but I mean, I should. How do you get there? How do you know to get there? Um, I've always been able to naturally do it since I was younger. Right. And so, but I know now that there are ways to get there because they're studying lucid dreaming as a way to treat PTSD, anxiety, and depression. Mm. So for um, people who get like night terrors or who've been, you know, who've had a lot of like trauma, when they get into like that um, um, dream state, you can control your nightmares. So the nightmare doesn't have to be a nightmare. What? Yeah, and it well, can, but how? But how? You it's techniques that you practice prior to going to bed. Yeah. Whoa. Um, I I don't know how to personally do it because I've just naturally been doing it my whole life. You just it's a thing you just know. Yeah, and then the best part about lucid dreaming is this. Um, let's say for instance, I'm in a scary situation. I'm in an active nightmare. Mm-hmm. I can be like, Kalila, wake up. I wake up. No. Go back into the same dream. Hatch a plan. Go back. Sleep. W- wake up into the same dream, and then have a solution. Have an exit. This is like a movie. It's a movie. My head is. I, I'm obsessed with. Lucid By the way, dreaming. here's what's even more crazy about it. What if the dream is actually your real life? I mean, what if? I think about that all the time. This could be the dream. I think about that all the time. Like you believe in simulation? I've talked about this a lot on the show. Um, sometimes to a degree. Like I to a think. Degree. Like I think. Like, okay, you see that that's green, but like mm-hmm. the we know it's green because we've like agreed on that. But yeah. the way it looks green to me isn't the way it looks green to you. And that's not just because of color cones in our right. eyes. Mm-hmm. I believe that like we've constructed these things. Oh, you that, know about cones and rods? Yeah. I think there's only one <laughs> you do thing. Read. I do read. <laughs> I think there's only one thing that connects us that to that, but it's something we don't have access to mentally that why we both agree on that. Mm-hmm. But we that looks so different to you and I. Well, you know that they study the electromagnetic spectrum. Yes. Detail, right? Yes, but that's why I believe in sim because all we just that 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 what's coming off of that, Mm -hmm. what's emanating from that, Mm -hmm. is so remarkably different for me than it is for you. So, what would you label color blindness then? Just glitches? I think that's a glitch. I think there's tons of glitches. Okay. I think tons of people have tons of small glitches. It's the reason that you know when people somebody people think that people that talk to people in the afterlife they just we call them crazy we just like write them off as crazy 
I think that just they have the they have like a little glitch and they're able to access something that other people can't. Look, I love my favorite human beings on earth are people that run real hot and that burn real bright. Yeah. And those are the people that we mislabel as crazy or yeah. too much or, you know, like we they're they're, you know, cast aside and never like considered to be Jesus. normal we, we we are they're not normal they're yeah right neurodiverse is yeah that's right is that the that's what we like to say to we say love it. the word crazy we're obsessed with love, crazy but you know what then then i love my crazies yeah that's, it's the only and um even if we're talking about people with like who are super like hardcore into q like mm. q and on and stuff mm-hmm. i i try not to judge them too harshly only because it's like you know, I love natural skeptics. Yeah. I like people. There is a level where I'm like, okay, dude, like sometimes things just are the way they seem. Sometimes. Can we agree that sometimes? Yeah. yeah. Um, but I like that level of imagination. You do? It, it's kind of fun sometimes. to cons- I, And not when it like alters and fucking fucks up people's lives. Well, but... yeah, not when it's harmful to others. No. But to, question, to not, be, not question stuff is very strange to me. The idea that we spent, we were watching this documentary about ancient Egypt, and I got like obsessed. Wait, which one? The, the when they're digging up the the tombs. Mm-hmm. Oh, you yeah. saw that? Did you guys watch it? I mean, yeah, over a course of like sixteen fucking dinners. Oh, I, I I consume we consumed the shit out of it in one night. I was obs- I was like obsessed. My dad, my stepdad told me to watch that. It, it's honest. I'm your stepdad, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I was so obsessed because it's it's remarkable to think people bought into systems for so long back then and we look at it as like that's crazy i can't believe they believed in that you know mm-hmm. but they're gonna say that about us in a two thousand oh, fucking 100%. years so yeah. so when we say we know that there's no validity to certain things how can you be so certain i mean they really thought they truly thought if, if when they buried those vertical tombs and they weren't facing mecca mm-hmm. that they were going to be cast to hell for the rest of their life and that that was a fact it was fact. It was just communal fact. It was like you must be facing the right direction. Mm-hmm. You're gonna this. You're gonna go to hell. And the fact that it was like not just a thing that they talked about, but they practiced. As simple as that is, you're like, yeah, we do shit all the time that we think is real, but it may mean nothing in thousands of years, and it may mean we were just we just never figured it out, or we weren't smart enough because they were smart. Mm-hmm. So you see some of the shit that they did. You're like, well. I think it's just belief at some point. How the fuck did they learn any of that stuff? You know how smart they were? They had they had that um what's it called? Um scanny scanty or something. It's like chess mm-hmm. and it was a perfect little chess piece. It was two thousand two thousand plus years old, and it was exactly how, you know, like a mini little chess run would be or cribbage today. Cribbage. Yeah, it was like cribbage. And the only difference was they used teeth and bones uh-huh. of probably, you know, their enemies. I don't know, I don't know where they get them from. <laughs> But I was like, look, that's how smart they were. They figured out those kind of things even back then. The same things that we do today, something simple and small is like a little child's game. But it's just their belief system to us is archaic. But it's like, well, they're going to look back at us and be like, these people believed in that shit? Yeah. How stupid are they? Yeah. So that's why I think anything goes. I, I totally think that this is all part of our own imagination. Like, this is a plan. Oh, okay, but if if we were to really fully and you're subscribe, a lizard, I know you're one of the lizard people. I am. You are. What makes me a lizard? You vibrate your colors. I can see it. My eyes go back and yeah, forth. I can see it. No, they cross. I'm cross-eyed. That does not make me a fucking <laughs> lizard. 
That's why you're a lizard. That's why Bobby and I can never have like long, serious, like eye gazing sessions because we're both both sort of cross eyed. So one just wanders in a little bit. Well, at some I don't point. know which. What we don't know which eyes to to <laughs> to choose. We can never have that like movie, like that movie romance stare at each other because we just can't stop laughing because we're both fucking cross eyed. See, but that makes me when we try to do that makes me laugh anyway because it's so weird and corny to like just stare at each other intently. Well, isn't that what they say you have to do? You have to stare at someone for four minutes to yeah. fall in love with them. Get real. That's crazy. Wait, wait. Okay, so I went to one one of my friends like art exhibits. Yeah, and he he had us do that like with strangers. Like he would pair us up with strangers, and um, I I I must have been on my period when I went because I started crying. Just staring, staring at a total stranger. Yeah, she was like, there was something about this woman, and I started crying, and I was so embarrassed. I walked out of there like, oh my god, like I'm such a fucking pretentious little whore. And she's like, am I too ugly for that girl? <laughs> and she started crying too. And then after that, we started hugging each other. Do you think it was because you saw pain in her or something? I think I, I don't know. I just felt really like vulnerable. Like I felt right. like I'm looking into someone who doesn't know me at all. And I can't like run away from the situation we've like committed to staring. I don't know what it was, but I, um, I got got. I was really. In here, we pour whiskey. whiskey. Wouldn't it be great whiskey. if you had a little pocket-sized lump of meditation you carried with you always everywhere you go? You do. You do, it's your phone. Headspace makes it easy, baby. Make it simple for you. It's your daily dose of mindfulness in the form of guided meditations and an easy-to-use app, Simple Pimple. You got it right here. This little telephono is the thing that's going to help you get to a better place mentally. It's one of the only meditation apps advancing in the field of mindfulness and meditation through clinically validated research. Fact. I've used it. I love it. It's very, very cool. Uh, If you're into trying to connect with your mindset in the middle of the day, reset yourself do yourself a favor and get yourself on Headspace. Uh, you need help falling asleep. They can also help with that. They got wind down sessions, which I really like because I get amped up in anxiety at night. I'm, sometimes I'm buzzing so much, I think I'm going to chew through the wall. Headspace's approach to mindfulness can reduce stress, improve sleep, boost focus, and increase your overall sense of well-being. I agree, I agree, I agree, I agree. Um, I love to use it at night or at the end of the day in the evening when I'm looking just to calm down a little bit and stop the heart from pitter-pattering its way through my chest. You deserve to feel happier. Headspace is meditation made simple. Go to headspace.com slash whiskey. I promise you will love this. It's so simple and so fun to use. You feel so much better, clear-headed afterwards. Headspace.com slash whiskey for a free one-month trial with access to Headspace's full library of meditations for every single situation. It's the best deal offered right now. Go to headspace.com slash whiskey today. Ginger. I like gingers. You, did you, and did you feel any emotions with anybody else in the room or no? Was it just the one person you went, you stared at? It was just her, and then she gave me a ride home, and we, like, never talked again. It was did weird. you talk in the car ride home? We did. She told me all about her life in Orange County. She was just, like, a regular woman who, like, got drunk a lot with her friends, with her, like, she was, like, a, in her 40s. She she was a mom. She's divorced. I knew her whole life story by the time she you dropped, know, you off. dropped me off. But it was nice, and I just never called her again. <laughs> we never thought, we were like, okay, we had that moment. It's really cute, but it's also funny that you're like, also, I had no interest in talking to that woman ever again. I mean, beyond that, beyond that single, singular... That moment in time. It was really powerful, I think. Why do you think, how, how often do you cry, though? Are you a big crier? Yeah. You cry at the drop of a hat. It depends. It depends. Has Bobby ever made you cry? <sighs> All the time. But I mean made you cry like... Really, like, like, really hurt, like something really hurt. Um, yeah, I think before he left for Hawaii, I probably got on my hands and knees. I was like, "Look at me! I'm a virile, <laughs> sexy woman." <laughs> <laughs> 
started just bawling. Why don't you want me? And he was like, no, I must go. Warzone awaits. Warzone awaits. Stay. Stay there. You start, and you just start, you can start bawling at stuff like that. Like when you get really tied up in your brain, you'll just start crying. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I think so. I might, I I always think like I have overactive lacrimal ducts. You know, some people can feel things and then the tears just never find their way there. I don't know how to cry. I don't know what's wrong with you. I, 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 I just like, I get emotional. Are you a sociopath? Yeah. I get emotional. But what do you do then when something is disastrous, when you just feel so down? Because we, I, I've seen you down. I've been broken. When I'm broken, I will cry. But like, I don't know. How do you know, cry? Show me. I don't know how to. It's like, it's a really embarrassing. Wait, what about if it's for a movie, a scene? I've never had to do it. I've had to get emotional for stuff, but how often do comedians have to cry on camera? Mm. Most of the time we're, we're you know. We do, we're doing idiot stuff. We have to look like idiots. When I did I'm Dying Up Here, I had to get really emotional stuff with my dad. But it was easy to do that because I c- connects from some sort of a real place. So nothing you watch makes you cry? Not even the octopus teacher? No, this is the great... No, I'm, what I'm saying is like I don't know how to cry for like... Like if something's sad or upsetting uh-huh. in my life life. Uh-huh. But like I can cry from any kind of children's movie. At, like okay, any, good. any Pixar God. film, I'm bawling. Thank God. No, I'm just saying like I don't know how to cry when like... You know, someone in my family dies, and mm-hmm. it really hurts, but I'm just low and depressed. Well. But I don't know how to cry. Like, my grandmother died, and I and I went to her funeral, and I didn't cry, and everyone was crying. And I was like, Am, is something wrong with me? I didn't know, didn't know how to cry. But it, I felt atrocious. I just, it didn't come that way. Sometimes there is this thing as, like, stealing someone's cry thunder. Mm. When there are too many people crying around me, I can't cry. It's my hard. God, it's yeah. not my turn. It's like when we guys can't pee if there's like 19 dudes peeing right next to them in a trough at a football game. Right. You get weird. You get a little piss gun You're shy. like, yeah, it's not my turn. Enough yeah. people are doing it. Yeah. Let me just wait for my moment. It's just like when, when I'm feeling particularly bad and I go to a friend and I share some really bad news and I cry and then she starts crying, I'm out. My tears dry up. You're like, bitch, this was my cry. This was my fucking cry. You didn't get to cry, bitch. And now I have to be the one, like, I consoling always... Consoling Yeah, her. consoling. I'm like, okay, I, it's not... We can't cry together. That's corny, <laughs> right? Yeah, that is. It is funny to think, like, women are allowed to go to other women and just have a good cry. And guys, it's not that we're not allowed to. It's just, it's a, never a thing that men would ever think to do. Oh, really? I'll look at guys in my life. Really? I just, yeah. ne- a boy would never, a boy... A man would never call me about something emotional to have, like, a cry with me. They'd tell you if they're... Guys tell guys when they're hurt and pissed off. But they're, when they're actually sad, men mm. usually just keep it to themselves. Hmm. It's an old, like, bury it thing as a guy. You're like, don't tell anybody. It's just a weird dad response mm-hmm. that you had that you're like, don't, don't burden anybody with your sadness type of shit. That's an Asian response. A Catholic too. That's what we do. Bury it, put it away. Yeah, put it away. That's what Asia, Asians and Catholics, because Asians have Filipinos, Asian Catholics. There you go. It's just like the most. Don't, don't, don't get upset. Like you know the phrase, "You're gonna do this right here in front of these people." That's like mm-hmm. such a Catholic. Oh, you're gonna do this in front of all these people. Yeah. You're like, but I'm really upset. It's like yeah. hide it, hide it mm-hmm. until you get home. And even when you get home, go to your room. I don't want to see you do it. You yeah. know, it's not like an unloving thing. It's just like a taught thing from the that kind of people but you know my my therapist said something really interesting she was like you're not less fucked up than bobby you're just well trained uh, and i'm like is that catholicism 
It is. I'm trained. It is. And I my my responses are trained. Um so and from you know outside looking in, I do look like a well-adjusted adult, but I am not no better. Bobby and I are equally as like fucked up on the inside. Sure. I mean, I think we're all so fucked up. Yeah. I just think like some of us learn those coping mechanisms. You know what I thought that I was I watched Fleabag last week. Did I you finished like it. it. It's my favorite. So good. God, hot priest. Hot, I mean, hot priest. Hot priest. What a I hot have, priest. For my birthday, Jules got me um, a sticker of, she made, she printed out of the hot priest. It's yeah. on my mirror. How, I, mean, I don't want to give anything away from the show. I was about to just leak something. I'm sure people have seen it. It's such a, an old show. It took me forever to like play catch up and watch it. But I'm, it made me think of the confession scene. And I thought, how weird that like that was a part of our lives as kids was like just telling your like secrets to a man yeah, in a booth. Yeah, but wouldn't you lie at confessionals? Because I Everyone would. Everyone does. Yeah, I wouldn't fucking tell them what the fuck I did. But but the people that do tell the truth, they That's... were embedded into the community even deeper because they had more to lose. Yeah. Right? Yeah, because it's um, that guy now knows my deepest darkest. But that guy tells all the people that he needs to tell. Well, also that guy is your salvation, basically. He's your connection to the salvation. So you better not, you know, stray. Yeah, right? it creeped me out so much. The idea that like someone in their own regard thinks that they deserve to be the voice of a thing to 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 deliver messages to you is one thing, but then to say you have to confide in me for your own sanity and safety is like, what? Who and gave you the fucking medal? Let me tell you, my family did me a great service by being horrible people when I was growing up. All my older male cousins who like sold, who were like this, the the islands like drug dealers who like were horrible to their families, shitty husbands. Every Sunday they went to confessional. They took the. Um, the body of Christ. Ate the wafer, baby. Ate the wafer. And they were the worst people on earth. So I was like, oh, this is not real, is it? No, yeah, yeah. This is not real yeah. at all. They don't set on fire when they walk into yeah, the church. Yeah, I was like, that motherfucker is still an intact human being. He's not like a charred right. human in ashes. And he'll probably live longer than anybody. Yeah, fucking cockroach. Those are the people that live to like 104. Of course. Life is good. They don't exercise. Mm-hmm. They do whatever the fuck they want. And so, um, so thank God for that. Or else I would have been, you know, really like I would have hung on to Catholicism probably a lot longer and felt all this regret and guilt and shame. And I have, and we get so much beef when, when, especially when Bob and I talk about church and all that stuff. And it's like, I'm just talking about my experience. People are always like, you I don't know shit about religion. It's like, I know shit about what I experienced. Yeah. I don't care what other people experience. I know how I felt about the whole thing, you know, especially when you hear stories of your family and you're like, what? granddad uh, great granddad had six families and you know what i mean we just didn't know you know like yeah you had three other wives in two other states and you learn all this stuff thinking that you knew who these people were and that's our experience with hiding away those secrets and stuff and the church was a weird protective everyone's a good guy type of thing it's you know i have um one of my cousins my girl cousins she's the closest one to me she was married to a pastor for nine years and he fucked everyone in the congregation. Everyone. <laughs> everyone in the choir. Everyone. Yeah. And he was so, he was just a fucking narcissist. He was so abusive towards her. Um, it, she, it was a fucking Mennonite church too. So it was like the, you had to wear your hair really long. You could only wear skirts up to here. And she was like a punk rock girl when growing up. Like she was the rebel in her family. But she yeah. met this like hotshot pastor. And he was like, you know, let me save you. And so Let she, save you. yeah, she would cover up her tattoos and everything, right. and um, yeah, but he fucked everyone. But so <laughs> she left him. 
Mennonite is like they're like um, Mormon. They're like diet Mormon, right? Oh it's no, like, I'm sorry, not Mennonite. She's Pentecostal. I don't know what what even that what is that? I think they're a little bit more hardcore. Right? If yeah. it's like a um, if like churches of churches cars like Pentecostal is like a Pentecostal is like a, it's not it's more hardcore than Mormonism. I think so. Oh, they are. Yeah, because Mormonism is. I mean, I thought they were below. I thought Mormons were Mormons the, are just. Latter Day Saints, right? Isn't that who they are? The oh, Latter Day LDS. LDS, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're hornballs. I think so. They allow like polygamy and stuff. Well, I think half some of the church doesn't like it, right? Like some of the people disagree with it. That's also what an exhausting concept. We saw that show that like the guy with wi- multiple wives with it's Bill on like Paxton? TLC. No, oh no, the, the real the guy with a with a long oh, hair. Yeah, oh, he grosses me out so much. But I'm also like, why would these chicks be into this? Why would they be in it? First of all, that guy is not that hot. It's not like you'd bail on everything to be like, I got to have this guy. I don't care that he's married and has two other wives or three other wives. He's not that hot. And also, it seems like a nightmare having to deal with other people's families. Because, like, they're not one. They are one family, but they're not. I can kind of see myself being one of the wives, though. Really? You wanted, you'd want to be one of the it's wives? it's like, I don't want to be your one and you know i mean look I, if bobby cheated on me i would die i don't want to be your one and no, only i just don't want to be the one place you come to like i would like to disperse yeah the family um you know like if you have if you're having issues that way you you, you don't have to come to me that right. you could come to you know, wife number two wife number three yeah but what they do is they have their own kids and they don't really put their kids in the other houses so it's it is like separate little House on the and, show, they were talking about moving back into one house, and they all hated the idea mm. because they like to have their little units. That is a that's a nature thing. What's women, nature thing? we women want to be this protector of their oh, oh, oh. of their kin. So it's weird for them to want to give them away to other women to take care of. Yeah. So it is like a this is my little pod, mm-hmm. and we can be in a co- commune together. Mm-hmm. But I want my pod. Because it's a comfort thing. It's like uh, these are these are mine specifically, where the guys can just you know visit the pod every day. I just think it sounds exhausting going from house to house, managing yes. people's emotions and stories. I was and... in a polyamorous relationship. You were you? Right? Yeah, right before I met Bobby. My last relationship, I was living with two guys. Two? You were living with two dudes. Yeah. Did they hook up? No, they didn't hook up, but we hooked up together. But okay, so wait a minute though. It's you and these two guys all in the same house. Yeah, for years. Traveled together. <laughs> you're, a, you're a gypsy, man. <laughs> you're a gypsy. No, you had told me. I mean, I, I had known that you had. Tears. I didn't know you. I didn't know it was like a. I thought that was like a. I didn't know that was like a live-in relationship. Thing. It was a live-in relationship. They loved each other a lot. How many people came and went? <laughs> came inside me? No. <laughs> yes, I'd like to know the number. How many people would come and go? How many like men and women would come and go in the house? Was no, it was just a relationship with two guys. Oh, but you guys weren't open for other people no, coming. No, no, it was it was monogam. I was monogamous to two people. <laughs> <laughs> so you're not. You're binogamous. <laughs> it was a thruple. Yeah, binogamy, binogamy, binogamy. Yeah. But wait a minute. See what I, I thought. I thought Polly. Polly was like, you're open for other people coming into the relationship. Oh, yeah, that's right. You're right. So, no, that's an open relationship. What's Polly then? I think there are different, like, subsets of it, but I would describe mine as Polly, meaning not one, but... These dudes didn't get jealous. 
when one of them is sleeping with you, the other one wasn't jealous. Um, how deep are we going again in this podcast? We're going, we're going to the bottom of the earth. Because this is something that I've tried to leave in the dust. Um, and Because when I first met Bobby, he he couldn't shut up about it. Like He went on every single He'll podcast. He'll never watch She was this. like, this new chick I'm with, she needs two dicks to come. <laughs> and so every like i my, my instagram was private at this time yeah um but when when i finally made it public all the, the only hashtag on it was like two dicks to come <laughs> like, <laughs> like, what's, he, I don't, what's, what's happening well um, we don't we don't need to dive back into it i just think no, it's, we, we can't fa- i think I'm, it's fascinating i'm not i'm not ashamed of it these yeah. are um they were great guys they would get jealous. Um, in the yeah, be- that's what I mean. Because course, the, right? the second person came in two years into the other one. So I was with someone for five years. And the other one just popped in? Two years later. How did you? How did that happen? Um, uh, so he was a classmate of mine in college. And, and I was like, like, I'm in a relationship. I don't know what to tell you. He And he did... It's kind of... I, I hate talking about it because he's such a good friend of mine now. And he has like a family and kids. Um, but he basically didn't say anything to me he went straight to my boyfriend he was like dude i'm in love with your girl like i i don't know what to tell you but this is i'm gonna shoot my shot and my um boyfriend at that time he's like you're out of your fucking mind yeah right and then um but he allowed a friendship and then one sunday afternoon i was having sex with my boyfriend yeah and it just so happened that like my friend was like around and I was like midway, I was like, Oh, like what do you think of this? And he said yes. You were like, What if he joins? I was like, I'd really like that. And he was like, All right. Wow. And Either really secure with himself or remarkably crazy. He was in he was obnoxiously attractive. Uh so he knew it was like Obnoxiously attractive. He right. was like, I I already know probably had the bigger dick. I probably, you know. But but still, there was jealousy, like, later on, yeah. Of course. Like, yeah, because he... one finishes, and now he just has to watch. <laughs> <laughs> just sitting there. He's like, God. Just eating a banana like you. That's where you get it yeah. from. Just eating banana a banana, break. watching you guys. Wait, I have to know this. Is there I ever a moment? so much shit for this. Is you... Okay, we don't have to do it. He's a he's a wonderful. We're not going to mention his name. Very very amazing math teacher. Okay, well, well let's not give any more details so people can try to hunt <laughs> him down and find him. You're like he's great, Santa Clarita, but I'm not going to say any more <laughs> about where he is on Markman's Road. Uh, I got to know when. Do you have to sneak away at some point to hook up with one if you don't want to hook up with both? Um, there was no sneaking around after it was established that. You know, this is what it was. But you have to tell. Is there like a board? Is like I a don't sign have up to tell sheet? Tell him, hey, no, there's no sign up sheet. Yeah, um, we're boning at four, so you know, <laughs> it's on the sheet in the on the fridge. You saw it. You didn't have to. <laughs> there there was no it was sheet. no no discussion over like that. It was just when it happens, it happens. But if it starts happening with one of them and the other one comes home, what if you don't want the other one to join and you're like, we're just kind of we just want to. Um. Then, then I would make sure that there was no like a crossover that the other person like wouldn't know. Because uh, so see, like, it is you. Are, it is sneaking a little. But bit. But if you were to ask me, did that happen? I'd be like, yeah, it did. Just not when with you in the house. You know what right. I mean? That's just being rude. There are rules. But see what I mean? But there aren't. They're vague, right? They're just they're made up by by the parties. Then you have to find them as you go. Yeah, but that's why there should have been a board. That's what I'm saying. There should have been a board. A board with rules. This this You're is right. the laid out rules. You're right, because feelings at the end of it all, like, it got a little muddled at the end because I feel, 
Now, listen to this. I had to break up with both of them at the same time. Well, right, you can't do just one. The other one's going to be heartbroken. Yeah, I went on a... Oh, God, I was a really, I was a really confused um, person, I think. But I'll never do it again. It's the most exhausting thing in my life. How did you break up with both at once? Um, I... So we had been together for a couple of years. We traveled many different places. It was great. It was fun. And then I just got tired, and I didn't have my... I lost feelings for the both of them. Sure. And that was it. I was I came home from a trip and I was like, hey, so I'm not like into this anymore. And yeah, it was a weird six months. Did they hate that. you? What if they were like, well, we're just going to stick stick around with each other for a while. One of them's still my best friend. Really? Mm-hmm. That's noble. I couldn't do that. That's too hard for me. But we, I mean, this was 10 years ago now. So like when we look at each other, we cringe. We're like, Ugh, let's never bring it up. <laughs> like, oh, I think he finds me disgusting. I find him. It's weird. There's nothing there. How long did it take you to become friends after you split? Oh, him and I were always going to stay friends. Really? Always. Even when we you were, like, I were do this. kindred from the day we met. Huh. We were like, I love you. I love you. We probably should have never had sex. We probably, it should have never been a relationship, but yeah. we were, we are never not going to be in each other's lives. I love him so much. That's really sweet. I, I like, I, it, it show, it, obviously, you're very mature. With relationships. Not then I wasn't. That has to be. I was just having fun. Yeah, but think about it. It must be mature to be able to handle it like that because most people in their 20s that break up with people, it's fuck you. Yeah. I don't talk. I don't want to talk to you ever again. So that's rare to like even want to have a friendship relationship with somebody after the fact. It's so hard when you're young because when you're young, your emotions are whirlwind and you're thinking, am I going to be this person for the rest of my life? That's in your 20s. You have this like constant stream of like, is this like a marriage relationship or is this just a, a fling? And is it worth it? And da, 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 da. When you get in your 30s, I feel like life changes remarkably over the way you feel about relationships. Mm-hmm. But back then, it's easy to be like, fuck you. Most people I feel like in their 20s are just like, oh, fuck my ex. I don't talk to them at all. Yeah. People in their 30s break up with people. They're like, we're hanging out tomorrow. You know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> it's like not, it's just shit because your life is so... Because my dad always said that. He was like, your 20s are a, a financial and relationship nightmare. He's like, your 30s, you start to figure out how, you, how to make money right yeah. and how to balance your life in a relationship better. Yeah. And he's like, in your 40s, it all falls apart. But anyway, <laughs> no. He was just like, it's just, he's like, it's just when you're that young, you just, you, nothing adds up. So you're so overly emotional about everything. Yeah. Especially when you're, I, I, I will say, I was going to say, especially when you're so young and broke and, like, fighting. Money fights when you're young, too. That's, like, the scariest thing because it becomes a factor sometimes when you're in your young 20s dating, when you're living with somebody and you're broke, and it just creates undue emotional stress. Well, then you you can't break a lease either. Oh, it's okay, so I can't say who, whatever, a friend who I work with just separated from their partner. During COVID? Yes. Now. now, Literally like a month ago. And this person told me and was like, I'm just so like mad and annoyed. Like like we just, we just took a fucking lease together. Annoying. It was like, why couldn't you just break up? Because this person's partner broke up with them. Oh, he got dumped. Yeah. And he was like, why wouldn't you just fucking say it before we signed a fucking lease three months ago? Like you could have cut this off. So he's dealing with this like, it's just a money problem. That's a huge money issue. Like that's a nightmare. To how be long a- have they been together before? Signing oh, a couple them? years. Couple years. So they couldn't. The 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 other person definitely knew they weren't wanting to be together anymore, because it yeah. wasn't like a slow burn. It was like out of nowhere one day. It was like, hey, 
I don't want to be with you anymore. That's why I always tell Bobby. I'm like, you need to give me like a six month window. Do not blindside me. Right. Give if some your feelings up. are like just slowly, if your tank is running low, uh-huh. just you know, turn you on the have, en- engine yeah. light. Give me the fucking check give engine light. Give me a signal. <laughs> say anything. <laughs> yeah. You cannot just one day yeah. say it's over because no. I will. I might murder you. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, yeah. not. Yeah. And um, how would you murder him if you were going to murder him? Oh, so strategically. Right. <laughs> So strategically. Right. Like, I would eat him. <laughs> you boil and eat his body? You would. You'd cut Why him off. his fingerprints now, motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> I'll eat him fingers first. Just nibbling on his hands and, 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 and you playing Call of Duty while you're eating him. Yeah. Justification and payback for all that. I get that. You're right. Leave notes. Leave hints. Leave me little hints that you're not yeah. happy. Don't Please. hit me with it out of nowhere. No, I'm not. I, I don't have the coping... I don't have the coping skills for that kind of right. attack. That's an attack. That is an attack. I can't deal with it. And there's no defense that's that you can do for that. And Bobby and I have never been like he's never been dumped in his life. We've been rejected a he's lot. He's never been dumped. No, he's we've been rejected a lot. You know, we've been saying you know we don't want to date you and stuff. But we've never he's never been dumped. He's always been a dumper. Huh. And I've always been the dumper. So imagine two dumpers. Two dumpers. That's impo- That's a that's tough. That's a recipe for murder. It is. It's not gonna. It's not gonna go well. Yeah, you can't have two dumpers. That two. That, but that's what you said. You've both lived such crazy lives when you were young. It's you're, it's like when they say two type A personalities together. It's is that can that work? Is that sustainable? Ten years max. No. <laughs> <laughs> A good run. It's over soon. Of course, it's sustainable. But I because I I don't like the rules that like that's why I don't believe when somebody's like, what's her sign? What's your sign? So it's like, I don't think these things are gonna make the long. I, no, in no way do I believe in any sort of outside influence being the reason you stay together or to break up in terms of like the type, the, your specific personality trait or your astrological sign. Or I think it's just you either learn to work with someone mm-hmm. or you bail. That's it. Yeah. You just learn to work with them because you're never going to like all the shit they do. You're always going to be annoyed by certain things. And Neil Brennan said this best. He was like, we were talking about how like, People don't grow, men specifically. Like men say that they grow, mm-hmm. they don't. No, we're fourteen. I think the same with 16. women, by the way. I think we're all like twelve-year-old little boys. You well, but you but women probably grow longer than men do. Like we stop at like fifteen. Mm. Women may stop at like twenty. Yeah, if they want to, right? They decide. Men don't decide. Men are thirteen, and that's it forever. <laughs> It's poop, penis, fart, booger, snot, yeah. vomit forever in our brains. It's like the funniest shit will always be. I, I'll never forget. My dad took me to a Chicago Bears game when I was in high school, maybe, or end of high school. And we were in the stall together. I mean, we were in the bathrooms together at a, at a, like at a, at a urinal trough. And there was a guy in, that walked into one of the stalls. And we're sitting there, and it was just us three. And we're just pissing. And then it, it, this guy ripped ass in the stall. Just like, I mean, it was like, like it was heavy. And my dad was just like, my dad started going, <laughs> like it just like a small little laugh. And I was like, see, it never is not funny. Like, yes, we're 15. We'll always laugh at a fart inside of a bathroom. Is it funny? Is it really that funny? No, but yes, it is. Because the 13 year old goes, it's air from his butt. That's hilarious. It I, just is funny. I feel like it's universe. It's never. Yeah, you're right. Do girls laugh if another girl farts in the Fuck bathroom? Yeah. You do? Oh my god! Especially if it bubbles forward into their vagina. Because <laughs> sometimes this is what happens. Like sometimes <laughs> it doesn't always move backwards. Sometimes it moves forward. And it's yeah. a whoop. 
How do you protect it from moving forward? You can't, huh? No, you don't know it just it does. You get a little bit frontal vibration. <laughs> <laughs> the front cheeks kind of clap. That's so funny. It really feels kind of nice, though, when a fart comes through the front. Does it? Oh. Wait a minute. When you're in the stall and another girl's in a stall next to you mm. and he's just letting it fly. I, I, it's, I cannot. I it's laugh. funny. Do you think all girls are like that? I, I or ask, you just have hey, a, are you okay? <laughs> <laughs> you, have, you ever ask her if she, you, you hear it and you're just like, was that the front? Did that hit the front? <laughs> the front lips? I mean, honestly, though, I, yeah. No, girls are just as disgusting as dudes. It just won't be publicly admitted. There is this whole, like, like fart in front of Bobby or poop in front of Bobby. Some people, some in relationships, like, just won't do it. And some people don't give a shit. You'll fart in front of Bobby. I don't. Never. Um... I mean, he's heard me because you know he's you know snuck the it. lock in but the But you make sure he don't he doesn't hear it. No, it's just not my style because yeah. I want to be like you know a sexy little flower. My old lady's like that too. Never wants to do it. Like it's so. But around afraid. my sister and my friends and any everyone else, totally okay. Who cares? They don't. Yeah, so I don't funny. respect them. <laughs> <laughs> these bitches. Not gonna not fart in front of these hoes. I think that's funny that girls are as gross as dudes. They just were allowed to be. It's like totally okay for it's us to not be It's not okay. I'm not okay with Bobby's level of fucking hygiene. It disgusts me. But I you tell love him, him for it. You said that. Look, we're we're trying to get through. I'm, I tell him like, look, you got to cut your fucking fingernails. Oh, that that's a big thing for me. The fingernails, uh, fingernails is, is big for me too. Because it's it uh, yeah nah. Um, yeah. the teeth have to be brushed and clean. You sure. Hygiene and, is normal. And um, the asshole has to smell soapy when <laughs> I beach to completion. <laughs> <laughs> just it, just put baby wipes all over the house. I I don't like the smell of baby wipes plus asshole. I need it to be washed. But so how often do you does he need to wash then? Three times a he day. He needs to wash. No, not every day. Just always. It has to be a clean asshole if you're gonna you know, if that's gonna be in the vicinity or my face adjacent. Yeah, it's gonna if it's gonna be near, it's gotta yeah, be clean. It always wafts. Like I just need to. I need that. <laughs> that I just need to know that someone cares about me and my well being. <laughs> Yeah, no, I understand. Most of the, but he does take care of himself for the most part. He's so lucky because he doesn't have body odor. Yeah, yeah. At yeah. All. Well, he doesn't. He doesn't have a lot of hair. He doesn't, but he's hair like, is odor for dudes. But I think Koreans really just have very little body odor, right? Because they have smaller sweat glands. Is that true? Yeah, they don't true. have apocrine glands. I swear to God, they have smaller sweat glands than us and less sweat glands <laughs> than us. We looked it up one time. Because I was like, this is bullshit. Yeah. No, it's but real. He really doesn't have, like, n- even if he didn't shower for five days. Like, if he's... I, I scratch and sniff his armpit all the time. Like, I know there's something underneath there. And nothing. One time I, like, plucked out a blackhead from there, and that smelled, but... <laughs> you <laughs> yeah. like that, too. Do you like poppin' pipples, don't you? Obsessed. Why? Obsessed. That, why do women like that so much? Men, get... men don't really like it, but women are obsessed with popping shit. It's such a release. What is it, though? Is it like a... Is it like it? you it... know you're fixing something or it, you know you're like solving something i don't know what is it's that? just the idea that something that's not supposed to be there is now out but right. there was a fight to get it out of uh, there there's yeah. that fight and then you just feel like such a you feel really victorious yeah like i don't like she'll like if i'll have one on my shoulder or yeah. something she'll it's like a it's like what a moment she gets to have with it yeah and I, I'm just like, oh, come on, gross! Just hurry up. This is gross. This is disgusting. No, I beg Bobby, and he runs. He like runs away from me. Also, because it hurts sometimes too when it's on your oh, back. Grow it hurts. Up. See, and yeah. Grow up. <laughs> See, I'd rather just do it fast. You guys want to like make it a whole scene. That's why that woman, Doctor Pimple Popper, is famous. There's a whole television show about popping stuff, and I watched it once. I was like, this is disgusting. She was like, this is wildly interesting. 
It's the best. Also, if you ever go on YouTube, um, ingrowns, ingrown videos. Oh, no. Oh, my God. Uh, Pulling out like, ingrown hairs? It's Yeah, but they, they put it under like a, like a magnifying thing. Tool. So you can see. It's so good. Their root. Their root at the end of the hair. Oh, it's so gross. Follicle. I salivate. You like do? You love at the that mouth. shit. Just frothing. Give so me the good. ingrowns. Give it to me. What what's your, is that your what's your guiltiest pleasure of stuff online of watching? Is it shit like that? Those do you like ASMR shit or no? I hate ASMR. I think it's yeah. so overplayed. I can't stand it. I don't know how people like it. Um, like what type of ASMR though? Just, I don't like the, this. I don't like uh, that. I don't like uh, I, the oddly satisfying stuff. Doesn't bother me. I like the oddly satisfying stuff. That's okay, but like I, but I, a lot of it is kind of like. Uh, Watching guys scoop something off the top, and you're like, okay, I, what is it? It's like, I, like, or, or like stomping out sand to make it all even. I like that. Earwax extractions. That you like? So good. Really? Sometimes, like, um, I don't know why it's always an Indian doctor that, it is. Uh, that does this really well, but yeah, it's just when they're really like tightly packed in there, <laughs> and then they just, it gets, just gets bigger and bigger and Constant. bigger. Yeah, see, that grosses me out. Like, I had to. Uh, years ago, I had to go to a doctor because I had a terrible, like, I had an ear, nose, and throat guy because I had an unbelievably bad infection, sinus infection, yeah. you know? And he was like, oh, we should pump out one of your ears. You're clogged a little bit. I was like, okay. And he used kind of, it was just a water pick. It was like a tooth water pick. It was like a water pick that you use for your teeth. Yeah. But it was warm. And it was like, and it was cleaning out my ear. And he would like show me what it was. Yeah. Oh, I was so freaked out. I was so grossed out. But, he had said, it. he was like, uh, it's going to hurt a little bit. But the pressure tickled. It didn't hurt. He was like, you're right. the first person that had ever, you're the first person that I've ever had that laughed. I was chuckling because it like tickled. Yeah. He's like, most people, it's super painful. He's like, do you stick Q-tips in your ear? I'm like, no, not not that deep. He's telling me you don't cry either. I don't cry. Ear, I know. nose, and throat doctor. He wheeled in a, a dead person. was like, this is your family <laughs> member. I did not cry. But you would have loved the goop. That, that It's like that, getting stuff out of your body, like, uh, uh, colonics all that stuff it grosses me out i don't like phlegm i'm not a phlegm girl people hawk um yeah like sometimes um when i was doing like my clinical rotations when you had a vented patient and then you had to kind of um take a suction it's not my favorite phlegm is not my thing when they do that they cut right here right if that's a trick yeah yeah right here they slice it clean always vented patients you can also go through the mouth Ugh, like that Part of the Rona thing that scared me the most was like yeah. being on one of those things, having a tube shoved down my throat, and then face like um, face down prone. Oh, I mean that's the scare. <laughs> like so grim looking. It is. I mean, it's just you're dead at that point. I'm just like, oh, you're dead. They've shoved things down your throat, and you're dead. <laughs> you're upside down. I'm glad. I'm glad uh, we're almost through it, and you're functioning now. You're like going out, and you're becoming human yeah. again. Yeah, I'm kind of afraid of myself now. You're. It's you're. Look, you take all the proper precautions. No, no, no. I'm afraid of myself in like a weird way because this week. Um, I started doing things and I started dressing up again, putting jeans on for the first time. I know. When, I was this like, is... holy shit, I'm so fucking hot. I'm so fucking <laughs> I'm hot. I'm so hot. And I called Bobby today. I was like, I'm so fucking hot. You need to be careful. You need to love me better. <laughs> yeah, when you walked to the studio, you did get hollered at the street a few times. So. I did? Yeah, you did. I'm so unaware. Yeah, you did. You got to, whoa, whoa, whoa. Hey. <laughs> That's the troublemakers in this neighborhood. Yeah, no, I haven't put on, this. the only time I put on clothes is for literally for this. 
Yeah. When we do bad friends, we don't. You can't see under the desk, and I and I'm never wearing um, jeans. I'm always wearing like sweats or. Well, for the past like year, I have not put on anything but sweatpants. But yeah. even on the show, yeah. just my I just get, there are a lot of episodes, at least like six or seven, no makeup, hair unbrushed. But you, you but you know what? I'm I hope I'm glad it's going back the other way because I did feel better about wearing real clothes. I will say. Wearing shitty clothes has not helped my mood. It's it's made me like lazier. Right. It's not good for you. It's not. Yeah, and like everything just goes down with a ship. Like yeah. the the trimming, the plucking. I'm so hairy right oh, now. Oh, you don't it's even want to know. It's Brush disgusting. fire, California. <laughs> <laughs> this is where it all starts. <laughs> yeah, we're. I'm glad things are getting back to normal, and we're gonna clean it up, and it is gonna be good. It's eventually, we're. It's it's gonna be good, and I'm glad that you're. Uh, I'm glad that you're on the other side of it a little bit. You guys were protective for the, all the right reasons. You didn't get it. I Wait, got, don't we got jinx it. it. No, you get, knock on this wood. There's wood right here. Don't, knock don't on wood. jinx it. It's not a jinx. You're very safe and protective, and you do everything you can do. I, honestly, 50 fucking 4 million people got it. So it's like, I'm sure a lot of those people did it, got it on accident. But I think a lot of those people, too, got it from fucking around, from yeah. being a fuck-up. And it's it's a 50-50. Some people, you couldn't help it. I got it from a friend of a friend, and it's like, what are you going to do? You know? Mm-hmm. I'm going to kill him. I'm gonna <laughs> did you want to kill him at that time? I did for a minute. I got really <laughs> mad. I got very, very upset. Bobby I, did not want to drop off medication and goodies for you guys. I know. That was the sweetest thing you did, by the way. You dropped me off medication and goodies and all sorts of stuff. I yelled and, at him. Like, why aren't you being a friend? Why aren't you offering to get him vitamin D and all He was, sca- he was really stuff. scared, which I totally understood. It was like, we're just dropping it off at his doorstep. It's fine. But remember at the height of this whole thing, like UPS drivers, I was like, I get why they didn't want to come to the front door. Yeah. Because they're like, I'm not going near this guy's fucking house. Yeah. Like our UPS driver is the same guy we've had, you know, for a couple of years now. Like I, it's the same dude who's so nice. And when Pandy hit, he would drop it off at the end of the driveway. And he actually one time saw me outside and was like, He's- is it cool if I hide it by your car? <laughs> and he kicks it. He yeah. Pumps it he goes, hey, dude, package. <laughs> just, he goes, is it cool if I drop it outside by the car and hide it? I was like, oh, yeah, no doubt. He's like, I just. Don't want to stay in your common area. So I was like, <laughs> yeah, I get, I got it. Meanwhile, the the mailman, our mailman is this is this Filipino dude who's like seventy five. He s- smokes cigarettes, mm-hmm. no mask, walks right up the door. He'll talk to you. He's like, hey, what's up? He doesn't give a shit. <laughs> what's up, sir? It, it doesn't. It's not real. What's up, sir? It's not real to him. And I love There's my some people older people so that much. just don't think it's real at all to them and it's interesting like he the mailman doesn't give a shit. My my stepdad had a different problem. Is he's I don't know what it is, but he's starting to have like a ten second memory bank. Eee. So you every ten, got, uh, every ten seconds. No, no, no. He he doesn't have Alzheimer's. He's oh, okay. just uh, just smokes a lot of weed. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Seriously? Yeah. How so, old is he? He's in the seventies. I like that that generation is into weed again. I mean, I don't know if he was before. Like he was my, before. Okay. Well, but not when he was a teacher. For a long time, he wasn't. But then now that he's retired, he's like, guess what? And he's my birthday, Christmas. Here's the only thing I want. So I keep having to go to Sweet Flower. Just get him, get him <laughs> so weed. Always just get him. Is it edibles? Are you getting him, or what are you getting him? Get, I get him everything. Yeah, he just loads it up. My finally, my parents have admitted that it's wonderful. It's oh, good. Fi- it's taken all these all, to finally be like. Well, I have a family member who's really sick, and I got my family member um, gummies and drops, mm-hmm. and has helped them exponentially. And I was like, see, mom. Mm-hmm. Do you see? Like this is like this is not the devil's lettuce. It's not this thing from when I was in high school that you're like, this is a bad. This you're gonna get on heroin and sucking people's assholes in a week. And you're like, 
It's not real. Like that whole, that fucking reefer madness was so fucked up to do to people. So imagine, that's what we were saying before. Are they doing that with us now with other stuff? Because that was all government propaganda to convince the public that marijuana, marijuana, mm-hmm. a, 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 fucking, a fucking Spanish word, right? Mm-hmm. Mexicans, bad, negative. You know what I mean? Like they put it on us. Seriously. They said marijuana because it was it, because they were like, oh, it's all coming up from Mexico. Yeah. And that's who's got it. Bad people down there. And they're bad and it's negative. And they, they make you a murderer and a rapist and a and psychopath. It's just crazy they were able to perpetuate that narrative so big that the whole country believed it. Like wholeheartedly. And then over by you, those fucking people, they they kill you if you had some of it, right? Yeah. You get to go to fucking prison for life in some places. In, yeah, in, it's, it's, it's crazy. For but, weed. Um... But, you know, in on our island or where I grew up, it was shabu. It was meth. Meth is really a problem in the islands. Well, yeah. I mean, they talk about that in Hawaii, too, right? It's huge in Hawaii. Ice, yeah. Ice, right. Yeah, ice. that, yeah. Ice. What was, yeah. Um, what was the dude on TV? Dog. The dog. The dog, dog yeah, yeah. Busting the ice. I love that show. <laughs> Me, too. He yeah. said one racist thing. No, what did he say? <laughs> I don't know if it was him or his wife. It was probably an N-bomb, I think. R.I.P. Beth. R.I.P. Beth. Woo, whoop. Love her. It's always an N-bomb. It was it? <laughs> it's always an N-bomb. When they're like, what do they say? And you're like, probably an N-bomb. It, uh, wasn't that what Hulk Hogan, right? Or no? I think it Hulk Hogan. It wasn't Doug. Dog. No, Dog did drop N-bomb. Oh, he did? No, he did for sure. Okay. Or Beth. Oh, they both did. Mm. And Hulk Hogan. Everyone. Big guys love N-bombs. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it's standard. But, but this is the year. Standard. 2020 was supposed to be the year I finally do mushrooms. Wait, let's do them. And yeah, but I I wouldn't do it with you. Why? I don't. I don't, I would be terrified. Why? I need to. First off, I need to be chained to a tree because I have a weird head. Do you want to go? I, like, I lucid go- dream. I, I have a really. The reason that I've never done anything but maybe smoke weed and drink is because my I am high on my own fucking supply. Some I have weird pathways in my head. I already have weird thoughts. I don't right. need hallucinogenics i hallucinate on my own you need to try try mushrooms go to joshua tree you guys love the tree yeah i will i just need someone that i feel like i fully trust like um what about but you don't want bobby around you when you're doing them i feel like he's gonna fuck with me he will of course but i just can't have that i want to have a positive experience you got i would say get a good girlfriend to do it with you who also who who is experienced Mm -hmm. who's done it a few times who can kind of help yeah because i think it's nice to have somebody with psychedelics who's aware. Yeah, yeah. Because when two people are doing it, like when me and my buddy Tyler were doing it all the time in high school, we were like learning it together. I was like, this is a bad idea. Like, because you're learning it yeah. together. You don't know shit. We took it one time at his house and his mom came home early and then we started tripping like the moment she came home. And I was like, I'm so fucked up. And he's like, me too. It's like, well, this was a terrible fucking guy. How are we going to get out of this situation? N- neither of us know how to like navigate this. We ran out the front door. I was like, we got to go. She's like, where? We're like, we got to go. I sat in my car for like 30 minutes. I was like, the moon is so big. This is such a nightmare. We went to a haunted house on mushrooms, me and this dude. I would say go to, so stupid. Like, why? why? Like, just so we could give ourselves panic attacks? Now, would, I, would it be a bad idea for me to just do it in my backyard? No. No, that'd be a good idea. But also, like, I mean, I would say start in your backyard before you go somewhere else. But take a smaller dose, right? Wait, what does it feel like to swim on mushrooms? I mean, maybe one of the greatest things on earth. Okay, that because that's what I'm interested in. Because yeah. I already dive as is, right? So yeah. I'm um, I'm a water person. So oh, get get in your pool. It's swimming. But I'm not gonna have some like weird thing where I like make myself. I drown myself, right? 
mushrooms aren't that like that. That's not. They're not <gasps> that controlling. That but do you have a hot tub? Oh no, we don't. The only thing I would say is don't get in a hot tub. Why? What? Because one time I got in a hot tub on mushrooms and I was sat in there for far too long. Because you kind of oh, have no yeah. relegation of time. Yeah. Right? Like you're just gonna sit there dehydrated and die. It's so dumb. I felt like shit when I got out. Well, because also like. Your body shouldn't be at such high temperatures for that long. Even yeah. when I'm, like, not high and in a hot tub. Well, you're fully vasodilating. So your yeah. bloodstream is, like, operating at, like, full capacity. It's really bad for you. So you're probably tripping even harder. Yeah. You do trip super hard. And I sat in there for, like, 35 or 40 minutes. You shouldn't be in there for more than 15, 20 minutes. Maybe. Oh, my God. The last time I, – I don't – I hate hot tubs even when I'm sober. But the last time I went to – I think I was maybe 19 years old. And I went to a party at Caltech. Like you didn't think these boys partied? I don't think that. I didn't know. But I didn't know they, they partied. Um, and I vomited, puked all over the hot tub. In the hot tub? In the hot tub. Come Couldn't even turn on. my neck. <laughs> That's a courtesy. <laughs> They're like, "Could you please?" You're like, "No." <laughs> right in the hot tub. <laughs> the edge is right there. Oh, I'm sorry. Just right off. And I remember this guy drove a Miata, and I couldn't get over it. The Mazda Miata. The Miata, yeah. Was he? And he was trying to hook up. Yeah. Nice try, dude. I know. So I just puked all over his hot tub. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> you deserve this. That's what you get, Miata boy. Wherever you are out there. He's such a big fan of yours. And he's just like, I can't believe she treats me this way. Um, all right. I love you. Thank you so much for Thank coming. You. Look, um, you're doing God's work over there um, at the uh, Lee Kuhn Foundation home that you've got. <laughs> so thank you for everything that you're doing. Um and uh, we end the episode the same way. I want you to look in the camera, and you say one word or one phrase. It's going to be the end of the episode. I'm going to walk off, and you're going to say one word or one phrase whenever you're ready. Of, about what? Anything. I'm not going to look at you. Um. <laughs> Why is this the hardest thing? It is. Um... Oh, phrase two? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, wait, what one, one fucking word? One, word. one, word, one, one word, word or one phrase. Um, undignified. In here, we pour whiskey, 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 whiskey. Oh, that creature in the ginger beard. Sturdy ginger. Like vampires, the ginger gene is a curse. Gingers are beautiful. You owe me $5 for the whiskey and $75. Ginger. I like gingers.